This week on the Saturday Morning Cartoon Podcast. And, and Velma's, Velma just tells Daphne off and then turns around to a janitor who is holding mops akimbo, double mops. She trips over a mop. The mops, One of the mops snaps in half. And within seconds, I shit you not, within seconds, the, the it, this a clip of her tripping on the mop is instantly broadcast to the entire school with a dubstep remix meme collage. Good evening, boys and ghouls, and welcome to the Spooky Monster Cartoon Podcast. <laughs> Good morning. Guys, gals, and envy pals, and all of God's creatures, and welcome to the Saturday Morning Cartoon Podcast. I am your host, Jesse, alongside my co-host, Morgan. Morgan, you good? I'm good. I'm good. I would like to just, um... Pre-apologize? No, no, no. I would like to, the separate of the long, long, long conversation that we just had, but, uh... <laughs> I would like to point out how much I love that you have worked in all of God's creatures into our opening regularly. I love it. I'm I'm going to listen, you, Morgan. You know how I am, right? I run with a thing super hard until I get bored of it, right? I was really remember that time I was really into Pogs, like I was really into Pogs. I went to tournaments. I won oh, yeah. titles. I was the Pog champ. You you were the Pog champ. I feel, I would have loved if that ran like for three minutes leading up to punch. <laughs> I, was, I I the joke came to me and I was so terrified you would cut me off because it, it felt so obvious. <laughs> You're just like sweating. Punch him! I have to say it before he gets there because it'll kill the bit. Good. I, I respect right. it. You were probably right. <laughs> so, like I said last week. We're going to be watching an origin story of sorts this week. Now, we have received many, many responses via DMs, phone calls, carrier pigeons, and death threats. Mostly Morgan got the death threats. I don't know why. I didn't ask. But more, mostly I, Morgan I, got the death well, threats. I, well, I sent one first. And got That's fair, I guess. For a week. One of them was from Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone was sending us uh, their assumptions. People thinking it I meant I can't the... believe we did return to Zombie Island and and, yeah. and 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 I ruined it for all Jews. Kanye West and Jews, it's it's gone. It's what's we it like so to be tight. Ground Zero, Morgan? Better than DeathCon Three. <laughs> <laughs> so so the people who who responded thought they assumed we meant 2020's animated Scoob or maybe the 2009 Cartoon Network original Scooby Doo: The Mystery Begins, but those are a bit too on the soft boopable nose for us here at the Saturday morning cartoon podcasts. There's a there's a bit too much Scooby Doo in them and quite frankly too much animation. There's no there's no mystery in in doing those. We want to dig deep, get in the hard evidence. We've got strings on boards. They they're they're pinned and connecting to other pins with red red twine. And I've uh, bought out Walmart's entire corkboard budget. Piece together this conspiracy. We unearthed something, and we we found something that we need the world to see. The world needs to know it. We're Rorschach shouting it in the streets crazily with a sign on our on our fucking chest. Yeah, that's why. That's why. Instead, we're going to be talking about the 2018 straight to home media release, Daphne and Velma. What? 
ain't no way you'll see offbeat Kiki doing this one in their own Scooby-Doo month that they're also doing right now. Who? I don't know who that is. Uh, it's a cartoon YouTuber. Come on. I don't. I, I they're hate They're good. Cartoons. They're pretty good. God damn it. Okay. <laughs> Daphne and Velma is meant to be a spin-off origin story about how Daphne and Velma became friends, which if we judge their dialogue in last week's movie, Return to Zombie Island, we would already know that the thread of friendship between them is as ragged as Daphne's wardrobe in this movie. That's really funny if you've seen the movie. We're going to explain it. I mean, we're going to get there. When, uh, uh, <laughs> what, where, where maybe we're either two or 20 minutes into this episode. So 20 minutes from now, rewind to that and listen to that joke again. And then you'll find it funny. Cause we'll have explained some of Daphne's outrageous outfits. Yeah. But, uh, this Anti-drip. doesn't really, this doesn't really explain how they met. They <laughs> met way prior to the start of this movie and they don't explain it. The movie does feel like it begins in act two, where they already know each other, are good, well, they're friends, they're online friends. Mm. We don't know how they actually met, but Daphne moves to Velma's town, and then after what feels like a long time and what should have just been act one in general, they become friends. We'll, we'll, right. we'll get there. Well, let's not get ahead of right. ourselves. Let's... Yeah, tell me, tell me about this movie, because... I was not aware that this was going yeah. on. I don't. Well, so this movie uh, released May twenty second. There's a Daphne Velma movie going on. Is that now? Tell me what is there a Daphne Velma movie going on? The rumors are true. What you read is in fact true. There is a Daphne and Velma movie happening. May twenty second, twenty eighteen. It released and produced by no shit Ashley and Jennifer Tisdale. Yes, that Ashley Tisdale, the one you know. Jennifer Tisdale company Blondie Girl Productions. I've never heard of her. Jennifer Tisdale? Um I mean I listen, she could either be a sister or a clone or completely or unrelated or a mother. Weird. She, she mother she could production also, company. She could also be a they the Kardashian. She could be a he him with the name Jennifer. She they could he could uh, uh, d- uh error. <laughs> not in 2018. Not in 2018. Yeah, that wasn't okay then. Now, I I couldn't quite find a why for this movie exactly. Uh, the the best I could get was this quote from Sarah Gilman, the actress who plays Velma, who in an interview said, "Quote: This is a really good film in that it shows two young, strong females who aren't constantly talking about boys or are damsels in distress who are waiting for someone to rescue them. They are proactive and fast thinking. They are very real characters who are scared at times, but find their strength and inner courage to keep moving forward and kind of control their own destiny. It kind of feels like Ashley Tisdale. This, and this is a reach. I have no evidence to support this. So this is just the vibe. You're on the internet. You don't need evidence. You're right. Uh, Ashley Tisdale did 9-11. No. Is a lizard Tis- person. Is a lizard person. Ashley Tisdale just wanted to make a fan fiction Daphne Velma thing because she likes Scooby-Doo. She likes Daphne and Velma. And, and asked to do it and then got the rights with kind of without expecting to actually get the rights <laughs> she and now shot she's like dark. yeah and she's like oh fuck now i gotta make a movie <laughs> it's kind of how it feels to me i feel like any fanfic writer worth their salt would have made daphne and velma way more gay together this movie has bits of it 
but it's just, it's it's holding back. You can feel it holding back. Probably for the sequel, they assumed they were going to get. Yeah. To to their credit, this movie does pass the Bechdel test. Sorry, you mean the Turing test? Does it pass the Turing test? <laughs> Did, with that acting, with the acting we watched, are we sure that's not robotic acting? Are we sure this isn't an AI-generated movie? You're right. They did have tech to harm humans. I was harmed by watching this movie. You're right. It failed the Turing test. I I, I do also want to... I have a question to ask you. How long ago does 2018 feel to you? What's, what is the world feels, like in I, your memory of that? It's not true, but I feel like I was in high school at the time. It feels mm-hmm. way long ago. It's I I was I was I was finishing college at the time. High school, college, same thing. You were the same person. Nothing changed. Oh, but man. like I, because I have this picture of the state of the world in my brain, right? Of 2018. We have I'm the asking whole world this ahead of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have the 2018, bro. These next two to three years are going to the world is my oyster. I can't wait till I'm out of college and I'm and I can go party with so many people, network with real physical human beings. Across the world. Across the across globe. Across the world. Nothing can stop me. Literally nothing. It would take it would take an absolute a, a work of God to stop me from my destiny of pissing on Stonehenge. Now I, I asked this twenty eighteen question. It may feel a bit weird, but I asked that because I would like to read off two reviews of this movie before we get into it. Morgan we watched the movie, right? Yeah. Do you have yeah. an expectation of how critics viewed the movie? How critics may have spoken of this film? I... If it were me personally? If it were you, yeah. I wouldn't be into it. I'd say this movie, it's not a good movie. I I would say, spoilers for the next 40 minutes of your life, listener. There's not This movie's mostly bad. This movie's mostly bad. An enjoyable watch, maybe, maybe you could argue that. But as a film, not, 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 not. It's kind of impressively terrible, actually, in a in a couple of ways. And there's some scenes I'm excited to get to. But so the two reviews I want to read are Danielle Slosman of or Solzman Solzman Danielle Solzman of Solzy at the movie says, "quote direct quote." This film could not come at a better time for women. (laughs) Even though new stories are being told, the script stays true to the history. No, what history? Sarah Gilman is absolutely... Scooby-Doo history? Or world history? Is absolutely astonishing in her approach to Velma Dinkley. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I was astonished. <laughs> I would agree that it was an astonishment to me. The actress takes what we love about the character and makes it her own. It ought to be a performance that fans will come to enjoy as the franchise goes in a new direction. <laughs> I, she does like, I can't believe Ashley Tisdale came in, pushed Warner Brothers off the boat, took the helm, and is now steering the good ship, (laughs) Scooby-Doo. I, much like Owl City after he sees a fuck-ass load of fireflies, could not believe my eyes when I read this. And I argue that might not be the worst of the two two reviews. Well, (laughs) let's find out, shall we? Don't keep me in suspense. 
Andrews Shearer of Augusta Chronicle says, quote, by not including the other members of Mystery Incorporated, Daphne and Velma breaks out of the decades-old template viewers are used to, not a single reference to the male characters in the franchise is made, and forges its own refreshing path. Unlike the previous two theatrical Scooby-Doo films that aimed to be as faithful to the classic cartoons as possible, Daphne and Velma puts the focus on empowered female relationships and images of women in technology, effectively dismantling nearly every trope of high school movies along the way. What? There's a lot of high school tropes in this movie. No, no, no. They they were dismantled, Morgan. They were dismantled. And and replaced with identical. (laughs) They were dismantled and re- reassembled like a like a military private reassembling his gun. <laughs> these, these, these reviews feel like they're. I don't. Okay, I don't like. It's the weird to me to compare things. The, the the two theatrical Scooby Doo. There were thirty four Scooby Doo movies by this point. <laughs> those this don't person count. Those aren't live action. Doesn't Animation know isn't a real about, Not only people clearly know anything about Scooby Doo, which like you don't need to. <laughs> I don't want to be a dick about that because I don't think every reviewer should have to watch every (laughs) Scooby-Doo. But if you're going to compare them to previous Scooby-Doo lore, maybe you should know a little bit about it. No, if you're coming in like fresh without any knowledge, fine. Review it as a movie. Yes. They directly, directly say, like, call back to the history, quote unquote. But also, also, like, when you said two theatrical ones, my mind, I mean, well, there's only two the live action ones of similar caliber were the Cartoon Network ones. And then I remembered, oh, they mean Scooby-Doo and Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed. Yes. In a, that is what oh, the comparison is here. That's such a weird one to compare it to. That's <laughs> so weird. <laughs> And it's, it's clearly because this is those are the only two pieces of Scooby-Doo media this person has consumed. Animation is a lesser medium. I've that is why we're not reviewing it this Scooby-Doo week. I've eaten Scooby-Doo media than this person. I've eaten so much Scooby-Doo media. I'm sucking it up. I'm sucking up all the Scooby-Doobies. I'm an entertainment eater. I'm smoking them Scooby-Doobies, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, yeah. Weed. Yeah. LaMeo. Fuck. <laughs> it, these, co- these reviews just feel like lies right they just feel like blatant flat yeah. lies A- ashley d- um ashley tisdale i've said yeah. it like seven times by now okay That's ashley tisdale. tisdale unless you mean jennifer there's some there's some <laughs> there's some money i think exchanging hands in these reviews augusta I, I, times I, is a pillar of of uh, augusta times is out there with letterbox man that's that's where i go to <laughs> get my augusta chronicles I, I, gamers have ruined the potential of ever criticizing augusta? a reviewer for being paid but mm. these i don't know man either they just put in this these reviews just to get the work off their desk or they made some money on the side because these are just blatant fucking lies yes so this person talks to Velma and and speaking of gamer reviews um, I'm gonna have some opinions in here they're gonna sound like default gamer opinions and I don't want you to uh, when I say they make the, the female character a bitch because they couldn't figure out how to do female empowerment without making them a bitch that and I'm not I realize that's a very common like like old reliable for gamers and 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 misogynists who watch media starring women. So when I say these things about Velma, I need you to understand that that is what's happening. It's it's real. It's so bad what they do to Velma in this movie. They really do Velma abysmally. They being the writers, the actress, the the. I mean, maybe I don't want to blame the actress because maybe she is just doing what what she's told. But yeah. 
just every aspect here. The costume design, holy mother of God, the wardrobe does every character, not every character, actually. Let me take that back a little bit. It does Velma and Daphne horribly. The, this um, is abusive. I would report this to CPS. Daphne, um, I would argue, is reasonably written as a Daphne character. It's so it's, the movie may be titled Daphne and Velma, Velma, but it is a Daphne movie. It's very Daphne. It's very Daphne heavy. Um, hey, so should we? What else do we have? Do we have any other facts to talk about? That's tragically it. There actually isn't a whole lot of information about this movie. I couldn't even really find a budget. Granted, I didn't look super hard, but I don't know if I want to know the budget, to be honest with you. I think any number would would make me sad. All right. So we start the movie with uh, in in media zoom uh, with uh, Daphne and two weeks in a row. Use that joke. Yeah, I know. I just realized that as I said it, Daphne (laughs) and Velma. Uh, having a, uh, a Skype call. It's, it's the, it's the, this movie feels way older than 2018. Just by the fashion and everything, it feels like it was shot in 2009. The, the fashion and the assumption of technology, this it's allegedly weird. takes place in quote unquote modern day. So and I don't know what fucking modern day they're talking about here. There's a weird, they, there's a lot, of, this is a very tech heavy movie. Um, so, so we're, we're open. To, oh my God. There's so much we have to talk about. We, we, we open on them having a video chat with each other. Daphne's, um, Daphne's on her computer, which is like a two way mirror screen. It's just glass that has yeah. shit projected onto it. So you could see it from the back too. And Velma's just on a regular, like Acer monitor. Yeah. Velma is. Velma is more the more low tech of the characters. For example, they also have the same technology of just a piece of glass, like two way glass, where images are projected onto the glass. Velma instead has what this world's version of a flip phone is, yeah, which is closer to like a Galaxy Fold that we would have now in the year twenty twenty two. It's weird the the time frame of this movie. Um, so they're having the zoom call because they're friends online and they talk about basically conspiracy theories, which I think is, is reasonable and cute. Um, that, that Daphne runs a blog basically about mysteries and stuff. And she's obsessed with aliens and things and kind of a cute non blame the Jews way. I, um, (laughs) I, I, if nothing else, I appreciate the continuity that Daphne, if no other character traits can persist about her, she's at least aesthetically into mysteries. Yes, and that makes sense. I like that for Daphne. Uh, good for her. Um, and she's been friends. She's friends with Velma, who's also um, less healthily into conspiracies. It seems she's got she's got the boards and red string and all this shit. Um, mm-hmm. They're talking, and uh, Daphne reveals that she has some news. Uh, they have. They're finally going to be able to meet for the first time ever. IRL quote. Because she's moving to Ridge Valley High, as in she actually just moved there into a fully furnished mansion because she's Daphne Blake and she's rich and she's better than you. Um, Ridge Valley, California. Ridge Valley, California, um, which has got to be like San Francisco, right? Because because the school is actually a hub for is actually a testing ground, a beta <laughs> testing ground for Elon Musk. It it's it yeah it is the tech. It's it's in the Bay Area. It has to be. Yeah. With all the fucking tech that's there. With the, the this school is the progenitor of the next generation of big tech. 
All right. So we get uh the like getting ready for high first day of high school scene. That but th- there's oh, and normally I would I would skip this. I would skip oh, this because no. it's really not that interesting. Audience, but it becomes important, really bro. important. It becomes oh, really no, important, important and it's really awkward when oh. it becomes important. Uh so Daphne uh says music that she ends the phone call she goes like music on and then the music plays and she's like uh turn up the bass and then the bass gets turned up in the music um and then she goes over to her closet like closet show me my first day outfit and then the closet opens and it swings a, a, a top and skirt with a jacket swing out it's important the jacket's important it swings out with some boots and it swings out automatically. And I was like, oh, that's cute. She walks out without the fucking jacket. She leaves it the was, jacket inside. It was, it was confusing. We thought it was an editing mistake for a second. It was. She wasn't wearing the jacket. I, and she I think like, the assumption is that the jacket got transported downstairs or something. That's she what should I have at least it. been carrying it. I get that she's not going to wear it inside before she leaves her school, but she should have been carrying it. And also, if they're living in San Francisco, she shouldn't need the jacket. Okay. Well, it's, it's aesthetic. It's fashion. It's a, it's a you're right, fashion it's jacket. Um, and a really heavy fashion and jacket. And she says, "Oh boy, I hope I can't wait for my French toast breakfast." And what, lo and behold, she has a French toast breakfast. Um, she's vi- she, her actor's Latina or dark skinned Italian. Her mom's black, and her dad's the whitest white. Her dad's actually the janitor from uh, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Not yes, yeah, Sweet Life, not not on deck. The yeah, you got that Ashley Tisdale hookup. Yes. Um, okay, now we can skip to, that's like, there's nothing else important I missed, right? That sounds about right for now. Th- these are the key moments that happen, yes. yes. I think they have, they have some vague plot, kind of relevant discussions about, oh, here's why we moved here, blah, 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 but like, I don't care. I don't care. The audience probably won't Daphne need to moves care around a lot. Shit. Yeah. Because her for, parents for, are like, so her mom's rich. job, I think. Or her dad's her, her job. Her job is, is her job is making Facebook Snapchat faces. It's, yeah, it's, a, it's more. It's a Snapchat. It's Snapchat filter. I, I think yeah. it's the facial recognition technology behind it specifically. But that's that's all you need to know. Her mom is involved with Snapchat filters. Yeah. On to the next scene. Yeah. So now they're at the school, Ridge Valley High, and and, and again, we're gonna recap this very very meticulously. It's gonna sound boring, but I promise there's gonna be a payoff. It'll be worth it. Daphne walks to uh, uh get dropped off by her father. She walks out um, and immediately some chick walks up to her and is like, oh, hi, I'm Carol, Carol, I'm Carol. Wait, Uh, quick question. Is she dropped off by her father? She is because her her father goes like, oh, you're going to have a great day. And he drives away. I have questions for later. Go on. Okay, then Uh, I, I, I know she dropped off by her father that I know for sure. Um. And uh, meanwhile, Velma's walking to school and walk and running <laughs> over every classmate. She, she is bumping. She's bumping into every single person she can. Like she's playing GTA, trying to run over every guy on a bike. She is she, targeting. She's Z targeting people. She's splitting up people bound by the hands. She's walking she's breaking up couples. Go walking. Like she might as them. well be. She might as well be whispering in their ear. Leave room for Jesus. It, and she is mad dogging these people. She hates these people. Oh my god, every single one. She is fucking rude, man. It is aggressive, and this is a long sequence. Um, and so, meanwhile, Daphne is getting introduced to Carol, who's like showing her around. Uh, a glowing hologram, hard light hologram ball thing. A Mac 
like wheel of death flies by her head. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she she gets distracted by a button of her favorite band on the ground. Goes to pick it up. Says, "God damn it!" (laughs) She get no. Yeah, this is important, right? You forgot about this. She leans down to pick it up, and the ball misses her. Uh, We're just really assigning that Daphne has the power, like the domino power of luck, right? And then she stands up and goes, oh, this is my favorite band, uh, Poply Flowersies or whatever the fuck. And then she goes, Carol, don't you love this band? Carol's like, I don't know who they are. And then Daphne gets suspicious. Yeah, which I kind of like conceptually that, because I feel like that runs with Scooby-Doo canon is that Daphne's like accident prone. Sure. That like shit just happens around her. She's the one who gets like usually uh, uh, kidnapped or whatever. Yeah. Sure. And so we go against that by saying, okay, well, now in this one, she has luck. She has the power of luck. Actors happen around her, but nothing happens to her. She is immediately swarmed by a nearly diverse group of kids. <laughs> by There's... a mathematically diverse yes. group of children. Yes. And they're, she just immediately swarmed by them. They're all like, wow, you're so cool, Daphne. I'm gl- so glad you're here. I'm Daphne. I just moved here from, well, all over. We travel a lot for my mom's work. She invented Matchmouth. Wait, <laughs> what? Your mom invented Matchmouth? That's so cool. I mean, their use of dog face filters for actual dogs was revolutionary. I actually kind of helped her come up with that what? one. That's my favorite feature. That's so cool. Isn't she so cool? You're, you're so cool. They explain the school that the school is run by this dude, Tobias billionaire McGee Elon Musk. And you see a picture of him and it's just villain. It's just yeah. villain. It's so obvious. You know. It might as well have obey underneath the poster for the school. It's propaganda because his picture is everywhere. His picture is everywhere and people talk about him like he's God. There's a kid in the background in like every scene who's on a hoverboard. Not not even like sci-fi hoverboard. Like one of those like uh, like wheel The two-wheeled. Yeah, that Zoomers ride on. Yeah. Um, and they explain like, oh, this is where they beta test all his new gear because he owns the school, which they thought of Elon Musk running a high school and having a large investment into it is fucking scary to me. Um, and they point out like, oh, and this is the giant billboard po- that's constantly live updated by and ranking kids by popularity, sports, uh, and, and grade. This is the bloom bracket. It's a real time ranking of all the underclassmen at Ridge Valley. You're scored on grades, sports, extracurriculars, even social media activities taken into account. It's like a GPA on steroids. Mm-hmm. This is the this is the most extreme teenage nightmare of a high school. The, the school has a literal public ranking system for every student based on factors like GPA and popularity, and I don't know how the fuck they measure that. And it's updating constantly in real time with your social medias attached to it. I, I've had conversations with Morgan about hey, you know how social media is kind of crazy nowadays? What must it be like to be in high school? And we would we think about that. We would talk about that. This is, I think, the most extreme of where I would take that conversation. But then it takes that and amps it to 11. Because in, a, I think, about a scene from now, Velma's consistently um, blowing off Daphne for reasons we're not sure. Velma's just being a, just a shit heel. Yeah, Velma was immediately, like, turned off when she heard that Daphne moved to her town. She's ignored. Daphne calls out to her and is like walking after her. Is like, wait, I thought we were gonna hang out. I can't have lunch with you, Daphne. Not today. Not ever. What? And Why? Like, no, for your own good, you don't want to hang out with me. I'm yeah. not like other girls. And then and, and Velma's Velma just tells Daphne off and then turns around yes. to a janitor who is holding mops akimbo, to double mops, 
She trips over a mop. The mop, one of the mops, snaps in half, and within seconds, I shit you not, within seconds, the, the it this a clip of her tripping on the mop is instantly broadcast to the entire school with a dubstep remix meme collage. Not because the like, kid recorded it, because the school recorded it. And it's like says mop fail or whatever with air Yeah, horns. hashtag it's like mop so, fail, hashtag kill yourself, whatever it says. I, I think they called her like Two Mops Mary or something. Like they had a nickname for her because she dual wields mops, like Zoro <laughs> from One Piece. It's like fucking... <laughs> she has, she, later in the movie, she gets a third mop that shows in her mouth. Yeah, that that's how they beat the villain in the end. Is she she gets a uh, she cleans like, him up. She gets a Zenkai boost at the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Off screen, so that happens, and Velma Velma leaves. Everybody laughs at Velma. Velma's lowest. It turns out she's lowest ranked in the school, which is weird because they also account for grades. So something weird's going on there. Velma's um, throwing. Yeah, and as. Uh, we're also introduced, it might be worth mentioning, we're also introduced to Griffin Griffithson. Griff, Griff Griff, my man, my guy, Griff Griff. Han- second handsomest jock in the school. We were never introduced to the first one. It may again, have been a joke. <laughs> and again, looks evil. This movie is very quickly doing the, oh, look at every one of these characters could just be the villain. Yeah, but luckily there's n- they dismantled that uh, high school trope before they got into it with the jock being the bad guy. So before they rebuilt it up, they dismantled it. Yeah, they, they, I think they play with it a little bit, but ultimately, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get there. Yeah, um, I, I do want to point out for the sake of pointing out something positive in this movie. I kind of like the soundtrack because there's a violin that goes crazy. There is a oh. not so good violin in this movie. There is. But then there's that one song they do during the chase scene or whatever, the montage. And it's like okay. the worst song okay. ever written. Okay, I will amend my statement. The original soundtrack, the OST of this movie, is okay. The licensed songs sound like that one Reddit sex song. (laughs) Just imagine that, that song over caricatures of Daphne and Velma attempting to solve a mystery and maybe being gay. All right, so while they're talking to each other, everyone else has vacated the, the... Uh, Daphne and Velma vacated the scene the school they're in classes assumedly Uh, except for the one uh, kid uh, who was hanging around them he he goes zombie mode yeah he 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 entered he gets dragged into um, a locker he he gets hypnotized seemingly into a foggy hallway with some really weird um, like lighting effects and he walks into the locker, and they chase him up to the locker, and they look in the locker. There's some weird secret hallway. They some don't go into it, weird shit. Yeah, they don't go into it. Velma's like, no, I don't care about mysteries. We're not going to look at this. And Velma's uh, like trying, Velma at this point is trying to brush Daphne off. By Daphne's going, where are you going? What are you doing? Velma's, Velma's responding, I have to go do sports in the sport class. That is verbatim what she said. I was just on my way to a um, sports match mm-hmm. in the sports classroom. I know. It sounds like I made it up because that's exactly what I would say making fun of it. Yeah. But that's the line. That is the line. And this is why in Return to Zombie Island, Daphne thought Velma does soccer. Yeah. All right. So, but, but oh, 
They don't decide, but before the Daphne enters the room, her dad tackles them to the ground <laughs> to Which stop might, them. And the dad is revealed to be a villain. Yes. Kind of. Now. Now. Okay. Remember 10 minutes ago when we were stressing super hard the importance of these stupid minute details that don't fucking matter? Here's where the twist comes in. (laughs) Big, big character twist 15 minutes into the movie. We decide that Daphne's trait of being super lucky is actually, and I shit you not, her dad being a reverse, reverse flash in her life the entire time. Every single thing that we mentioned, you're sitting there, you're listening to this, and you're thinking, well, surely not that. No, I mean that too. When Daphne at the beginning of the movie says, play my favorite song or whatever, her dad was outside of her room on a, a little s- piano. <laughs> on a synth keyboard. Playing the song, and then when she says up the bass, he has to physically up the bass. When she says closet, show me my wardrobe, that's him putting a wardrobe on her closet. When she walks downstairs, says, oh boy, I can't wait for my French toast. He looks at the plate of eggs he made, throws it away, brings pre-made French toast, I guess, out, puts that there so that she has French toast. Okay, that's her home life. That's fucking crazy. This man... Follows her around okay. uh, at all times to make sure her life is perfect. He switched For up her entire it, life. It happened earlier that where she got sushi at lunch. And that no, was him they weren't even disguised as a lunch sushi. lady. Yes. And the <laughs> it's so fucking weird to me that they didn't even let her have it. It's 2018. They live in a high-tech school. But that, like, Elon Musk is running. But the idea of her having Siri in her house, having a, like, go, Alexa, play the song. A is Spotify so, playlist. Is so... Be real, no. I'm I'm recording a podcast. Uh, <laughs> is, is so uh, unbelievable. That's the unbelievable thing they said. It would make more sense if her dad was running the whole... Was outside her room playing a little piano. Legitimately. And this is where, so I raised a point of confusion earlier. Morgan, you are 100% certain her dad drops her off at school, right? Yes. Okay. So this next scene doesn't make any fucking sense because what happens next is Daphne gets out of the car, right? She walks yeah. about five feet, meets, uh, what, what Carol? Carol? Yeah, meets yeah. Carol. They talk. And then Daphne is missed by that ball. Yes. What the movie posits to us is that the reason she ducked the ball is because her dad threw that that button at her from yes. the other side of the school. Yes. Which he has just now driven away from. Yes. I w- and then, pull it up. Pull it up, bro. I dare you. I know he dropped her off. I. It's not that I don't believe you. It's that I don't believe the movie. <laughs> he can't have... This is impossible. Yes. He drove away and then materializes in the next in his next location. That's the only way this works. So forget about so that mystery that- for a bit. Forget about the mystery that this kid got hypnotized and went into a locker space. Uh, that's not important right now. What's important is Daphne's whole fucking life is a lie. She's the most sheltered valley girl who's ever lived. Th- thus making her a likable character. And she's like, I'm done with it. I can handle myself. 
Uh, so I'm going to start doing things for myself, i.e. dressing herself for the first time, which oh is my Jesus in heaven. So this I feel like so now she's wearing something a little more akin to classic Daphne. She's wearing a green ribbon on her head, uh, a purple dress with a purple skirt, purple stockings, like green shoes or something um, and a green ascot. And my my idea was the writers could not possibly figure out why a girl in 2018 would wear an ascot unless it was the first time she addressed herself ever in her life. <laughs> so that's how they write in her wearing an ascot. And everyone tells her as she walks in, everyone's like, wow, what a freak. And her outfits, honestly, you if in real life, you'd be like, why are you dressed like Daphne? But honestly, it's not that bad. And they give for, her a... Go, sorry. For for a high school environment, this outfit's bananas. Every one of her peers are wearing hoodies. It's kind of teachery. It's kind of teachery what she's, she's wearing. She's dressed like either a teacher or like she's going to a semi-formal event. She's dressed like Daphne, though, and that's fine. And then they're like, you can't wear that. So they give her a t-shirt that's uh, like a like a tech t-shirt that can cha- that can chameleon into its own designs you upload on your phone. And, uh, and they give her a shirt that's fucking worse than what she wore. It's like a, like a really bad it's, red bubble t-shirt that it's someone It's got little aliens on it, though. Oh, God. Because it doesn't even match theorist. the right purple. It's now an off purple. <laughs> I do, I do, if anything in this movie is accurate to real life, I think that the ability to have a shirt that will change depending on what you input on your phone. That's probably a future thing. That's probably, that's a realistic future thing. That's probably have, the like, most accurate tech. thing in this movie is this thing that doesn't even exist yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It do be like that. Oh God. So uh, we, so we waste, we just waste the entire first half hour of this movie of this 75 minute movie of setting up Daphne's life and then telling us that Daphne's life is a lie. <laughs> It's this Daphne subplot that doesn't matter. It never matters again. It's not brought up again. And then Velma hating Daphne for no fucking reason, despite being introduced as best friends in minute two of the movie. All right. So that gets explained a little bit. It doesn't, it still doesn't make, no, it doesn't make sense. It may, they explain why Velma's the last on the ladder. Explains why Velma's the last on the ladder. It doesn't explain why she's mad dogging Daphne. Um, so, um, I think they, they do oh, science together now. Daphne they do had, science, yeah, Daphne they, they have science class. They have science then, class together. So yeah. she's partnered with Velma and Velma puts too much CO2 in the, the hydrogen she peroxide. She sciences too hard. Yes. And gets sent to the principal's office for it. But while they're doing that, they notice that they're the, the kid from earlier who they tracked into a locker. What's his name? <sighs> That's a good question, Morgan. That's you know what? That's a really good question. I have I ever told you how good you are at asking questions? You're actually you're actually pretty fucking good at asking questions. Um, you're like of all the skills that I know of you, your question questions are good. What the fuck is it, Nathan? No, it's not Nathan. There's no way. I got, I'm being honest. I'm just like, guessing based off the cast list, but I, this Nathan. is the first name that pops it's up, Nathan. and I'm assuming it's in his name's order. Nathan, and Nathan's. Sitting there in the science room like a zombie. He's just kind of wonked out. Going, I'm good. He keeps I'm like dropping good. his head on the desk and it's like, yeah. no, I'm good. 
He's fallen over. He he's doing terrible. He's and, real bumbly. Yes. And so they they say this is weird. He's acting like a zombie. Spencer. Um, His name is Spencer. That's okay. There you go. I knew it wasn't Nathan. Um, it's not Nathan for you. No, not for me, bro. Not for me. Not for me. Not ever. <laughs> so this guy. So did, they this guy didn't. The... This guy didn't graduate with really good grades. I know he didn't. <laughs> Yeah, so this dude went from the top of the class to just straight up a zombie. He's he's nothing. He's got nothing going on upstairs. All right. Pause that. We're on Daphne and Velma time right now. This is their movie. This isn't Spencer. Yes. This is Daphne and Velma. Yes, they science too hard. Now they get sent to the principal's office. The principal, who is Velma's aunt, who really doesn't need to be? Nope. There's absolutely no reason for it. Nothing. She- it's not brought up. It's not. It's not relevant to the plot ever. But she is, and uh, just, they have a high tech chair, that couch that they're sitting on. The specifically, couch. Yes, specifically for resolving conflict. That the more the conflict, the tinier the couch. It's like set up with a bunch of cubes, and the cubes will condense on you and crush you into a singularity if you do not kiss and make up. As long as you are arguing, this couch will not relent. It literally just mushes you together until you're nice to each other. And so the aunt also, leaves for some fucking reason. The can I say she's probably no. the best she's probably the best actor in the movie. Um, I suppose. Her character's uh, probably the most like genuinely fun in the movie, I would say. Oh yeah, she's she's bubbly. Yes, it's it's she's overly bubbly for sure, but it's clearly intentional. Yeah, sure. I don't know. I don't I I can't I can't argue against this because this is one of those movies where there's so little engagement I have with it. I can't pay attention to the quality of acting. It's just people on a screen behind yes. a camera talking at me. Yeah. So Velma and Daphne argue some more on this couch. It gets redder and smaller uh, around and it, them. It forces them together and then it forces them to lie down together. And they're it, like, it, like they're basically head in head, like head and shoulder, they're, they're, right? They're you know cuddling. I mean? They're cuddling straight they're up. Cuddling. It forces them to cuddle. And and we're starting to get the lesbian overtones that I know the movie which, isn't going to pull off. Which it should. This should be a lesbian movie. It should it's be. Pretty, it's pretty cowardly. Um, What's her name? Haley Kiyoko, I believe, is the actress of Velma from the James Gunn Scooby-Doo movies. Mm-hmm. And she's been very vocal about wanting to star in a Velma Daphne lesbian thing. Which, you I'm know, bolstered it. by the fact that she herself is LGBTQIA. Also, Which is an acronym that I now know what it means. Haley Kyoko. So fucking hot. She's so hot. It's ridiculous. It is insane how hot she is. This is Morgan's um, input onto this person. I list uh, her acumens. Morgan's like, but she's hot, though. But she's hot, though. You're really balancing out the misogyny of this episode. That, that, the, the warning you gave early on. Listen, as a man, uh-huh. my opinions are already right before I've even stated them. That's That's fair. That's true. As a white man. As a white man, you concur. That's two white men. So they okay. So they're laid back on this couch. Oh, they're laid. They're laid, and they're arguing until they kind of stop. They don't really come to a solution. They just kind of argue. They it kind out of start them. laughing. It doesn't. The argument doesn't come to a natural end, and they just kind of make up. Um, and then they're sent out to do the rest of their lives, and they discussed mystery now. Well, I guess at so the way that they kind of make up and kind of admit to each other what was happening well Velma's explanation is that she was trying to protect Daphne because she knows about the strange going ons of the school the spooky yeah. children 
kidnapping. So I think this is where we show that, hey, now that Spencer is out of the running for number one, Griff, Gr- my, my boy Griff Griff leaps to first place. And yeah. as it turns out, if you're the entire point of this school is to filter out the students so that number one becomes a protege of what was his name? Tobias Slim. Tobias Slim. Tobias Tobias Slim. Tobias Bloom. They, they go to this meeting, this this, this Apple event, right? Where well, he's re- yeah, revealing. It is, I, I was going to correct meeting to a uh, uh, this school gathering that in the auditorium. God, it has been so long since high school. It's been, I don't even know the words for it. But it's a convention? A is it like a mini convention? What do you do when, when you go to the auditorium? Is it a uh, an announcement? No, it's that's a mandatory something. is what it is. It is revealed that Tobias Bloom is actually just a tall version of Brian David Gilbert. God damn and, it. <laughs> and he, his presentation has the worst graphics oh my God. ever oh my made. God. They're oh really my God. bad. He's okay. revealing that he has a 3D printer for food. The graphics come up in like Comic Sans-esque font. All lowercase. Yes, all lowercase, saying including the D in 3D which should mm-hmm. not be lowercase. You can have the entire rest of it lowercase. That's fine. That D should not be. The text stating a 3D printer, period. And then the next slide, was for food, period. <laughs> He's explaining verbally what if you could 3D print food and then the slide just says was for food? <laughs> it's like a caveman wrote a PowerPoint. What if this 3D printer was for food and then it just got an image was for food on a slide behind him i sense we're gonna have a lot of screenshots to upload to the twitter yes there's a lot there's outfits i picked there's source code oh oh my god okay right, i like that i can be mad about the graphics and you can be mad about this the, the, the coding <laughs> we eat, we uh, have our lanes um, so they, so Griff Griffiths is now number one because the other students have fallen. Griff Griffiths, it was a fucking dumb name. They, they, <laughs> they, Shut uh, up, you like he's also, but he's the third son too. They thought yeah, like after they, he has brothers, he has siblings and they got different names first. And then they were like, <laughs> fuck it. Name him Griff Griffiths. Who gives a shit? John well, when Griffiths. You get that much, when you make, when you have that many kids, when you make that many children, when you, you wouldn't think like the that, you first one would be Griff Griffiths. If the first one's not Griff Griffiths, the third one sure as shit shouldn't be Griff Griffiths. You just run out of names. You don't know. <laughs> oh, God. So so he's now number one, and he's got a legacy of being number one. So now, so it was like a big deal to him to climb up to number one. So they're like, he's the only guy with the motive. Maybe he's worth investigating. So they hide <laughs> in a um in a food cart. Well, I want to point well, out, during, meanwhile, okay, while all this is happening, yeah. there's a Dementor on a hoverboard. Oh, yeah. That's just the oh, thing yeah. that's happening in the background constantly. There's, yeah, there's a dude in a cloak on a hoverboard just rolling around. Um, it's like a super shitty SCP. It's it's super funny. It's it's like one of those, like, is this a real goblin caught on tape? And it's just like in the background. <laughs> red circle. Just grainy footage. <laughs> <laughs> number so, 15 so in so in order they assume that griff griff is going to confess fest to his boy boys <laughs> and, yes. and they decide to hijack it's not even a lunch cart it's just a cart with a red tablecloth on it you know you know in uh in uh the spider verse where the 
Yeah, bro. <laughs> was that what you upsetting. were thinking? That's upsetting that I knew where you were going with this. <laughs> in Spider-Verse, where they take the dinner cart and hide uh, John Mulaney in the cart. <laughs> they, they hide they actual that. factual John Mulaney, who's just been superimposed in this movie of <laughs> Spider-Verse. Just hanging yeah. around. Yeah, they, they do that. Tall, they hide like, in, yes. the, in, the drape, uh, in the drapes cart, and they hide behind the drape. And next to their cafeteria, because these three football players are blind, deaf, and dumb. They, <laughs> They're football they, players. They yes. pull their whole faces out. They've not. They've toppled all school high school stereotypes. <laughs> uh, they well, they pull listen. their entire faces out of behind the drape. You were saying sorry. I was going to say these football players are clearly suffering from mad CTE. Okay, that's yeah. this is just this is just accurate to real life. And so they're talking. And so Velma and Daphne are just trying to make sure they can overhear the evil villain talk about his evil plans to his goons. And when they get there, what's actually happening is one of the football players going like, I just, I just don't know if I'll be a good dad to my kids, you know? And the other one's like, you'd be a great dad. Okay, here we go. Hopefully they'll reveal their evil plan. You know, like when I think about it, I don't really care what I do when I grow up. I just want to be like a really good dad, you know? Dude, you will be the best dad. I mean, you're a natural nurturer. Stop it. No, sometimes I wish you were my dad. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. I'm being crazy. No, again. you're not being crazy. Don't do that. You can always count on me. <laughs> this is super uncomfortable. Some days. Man, <laughs> I wish you were my dad. I wish you were my dad. Verbatim. Yeah, Again, dude, it's, dude. It sounds dude, like we're making dudes, fun of this, but dudes, it's, it, this dudes, is dudes. This is guys being dudes, being dude. bros, being pals. How am I not gonna be misogynist in this movie when, when the guys, the dudes, when the boys are just hanging out being boys? I can't Bro, have a cold. I can't crack open a cold one with Daphne and or Velma. But and Griff Griffiths, I could crack open a cold one with this guy. And Griff just says, hey, hey, numbskulls, quiet down a bit. I got to go check on the thing. And they're like, oh, the thing. Yeah, the thing. Yeah, you go check on the thing. The thing, the thing, blah, blah, blah. And so he goes, he leaves. And Daphne and Velma go, wow, that was fucking worthless. We are trapped here. How do we get out? We need and, a distraction. And oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my fucking God. Daphne pulls out her. <sighs> no, Daphne Velma pulls does. Out or, I'm sorry, excuse me. Jesus Christ. God, God forbid I get any second Wait, of this scene. Wait, what phone was she using? Was she using her flip phone? She was using her shitty flip phone, yeah. You could tell because of the UI. Okay. So, Daph, Velma, kill me. This is such a Daphne movie. Velma pulls out a flip phone and and starts typing a, a block of JavaScript? <laughs> Hits a button and this, what this JavaScript does is it <laughs> generates... A meme video of her aunt principal eating yogurt, hashtag yogurt fail, and sends it to everyone in the school. And everyone is so enamored and or taken back by this that Velma and the Daphne are able to just, off. Like, to like, just walk out. Like monkeys at the zoo, they pop off. They start jumping around, throwing shit. Yogurt when time. I- <laughs> When 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 Velma starts typing on her phone this block of of garbage, it was it was it was a laughter that built up within me. 
it wasn't immediate. I started cracking up. I started gig. I started I going, <laughs> that's pretty funny. And the more I looked at it, the more the funnier it was. I think the syntax was wrong. I think the the spacing was wrong. I'm I said JavaScript. I don't know if it was. I'm throwing that out of the fucking It was blue. like nine lines of code to generate an entire video. And, and also, then send it to the entire school. It was like it had like an if funny then lol statement. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually like in the code. And what's upsetting is this isn't even the worst piece of code in this movie. So oh, they man. so they get out. They escape and they follow Griff Griff to his locker locker where the the important thing that Griff Griff was talking about was he pulls out his phone and he's looking at videos of cats going, man, I love this cat. I want to adopt this cat. This cat's a great cat. And we're expected to believe this is our villain. And so they so they realize we might we might have been a little off base. And and just then the cat video turns into the skull and bones that we've seen earlier, and now Griff 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 is uh, hypnotized yeah. and is and is uh, be, uh, bewildered into the the uh, locker, the mysterious locker. At which point, Velma uh, is this the jelly uh, scene? Yeah, this is the jelly scene. Okay, where, where she attaches some uh, goo bomb by placing a bomb. She made she made a bomb out of nothing but jelly slime and a bomb. I don't I don't know. <laughs> she made a megaphone with a with a squirrel, a string, and a megaphone. <laughs> she she does this thing. It's so it's supposed to be like the explosive foam spray, like in Batman Arkham Asylum, right? But yeah. but she's just got this bomb and smears like gelatin around it, and Which then she's keeping the, in a Tupperware container. Yes, and the bomb emits the smoke to burn a hole through the the um locker. The, locker. the, the lock, but I then guess. doesn't interact with the jelly at all. So the jelly she just smears for fun. I, it's not. I don't think it's explained what any of this is. And Morgan's explanation there doesn't make any fucking sense. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you listening can picture what we're talking about. I watched the movie. I can't picture what we're talking about. I have no idea how any of these things nothing here works nothing here makes any fucking sense but this is a recurring thing she does this like three times in the movie all right we she we puts an the- outlet on the thing and slight mirrors jelly and it explodes i don't fucking know man this- so they get caught again by yeah. by was it maggie two mops no yes and then down sent to one to mop. yeah they get sent back to her aunt principal's office aunt principal goes well now you two you two are in big big trouble here are the shame stickers. Smack some sad clouds onto them. She actually, and also these stickers, they're kind of cute. I, I kind of like them. They're they're rainbow. Uh, they got rainbow faces on the clouds, and they're rainy, and they have black lightning on them. It's kind of metal, kind of rules. Yeah. I like the design. So they come out, and they find they find my boy Griff Griff in the funniest scene in the entire movie, where Griff Griff is just taking a drink of water, and he gets up and he goes, "I'm good." And his 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 boys come around. And they go, "Yo, Griff, Griff, what's up? What's good? Where you been? Where you at?" And he goes, "I'm good." And there's like, "Yeah, he good. He good." And they high five and leave. He's zombie, just saying, "I'm good." And they're like, "Guys, there's something wrong with him. Don't you see?" He's like, "Nah, see, he's great. Look it." And then they they throw a football at him, and it just it is like, "Yo, Griff, catch!" And it just bonks him off the head. I'm, I'm good. good. <laughs> and they like for the rest yeah. of the scene. And then they're like, "Yo, he didn't even flinch." 
Yo, he didn't even flinch. Yeah. <laughs> bros, 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 bros. And they, and they leave. And then Daphne and Velma have to exposit. And as they're expositing for the next, I swear to Christ, for the next two full minutes, every 15 seconds, you just hear in the background, I'm good. <laughs> I'm and good. Just, and it's just genuinely funny. There's I'm a, good. It keeps a, going. And it, it's there's a few parts that I find in this movie genuinely funny. I think and this I stretch of like 15 to 20 minutes is really, really, really funny on its own. Yeah. It does not last. No. Um. Oh God, I, I, I've hit the point where I'm like too enthralled by like can't believe what's happening I'm in my good. notes because I got stuff happens as the next line of my notes. Stuff does happen. Um. God, where oh, do we go they, next? They realize, like, oh, they're going after whoever's first on the list is gonna be right. um, is gonna is gonna be captured next. So we need to get to the top of the list now. And that's why Velma Velma had a theory about this, which is why she actively tried to be the lowest on the list. Yeah, Velma, as it turns out, if she used even so much as one percent of her true power, would top all of these jackass kids. Yeah. And so uh, in what appears to be a montage of a single day? Yes. Earns enough grades, and the to movie tells us popularity, matter. but that doesn't seem to really qualify here. For it to not matter because she doesn't make it, the plan changes. They just stumble upon the the villain's lair anyway. They, they accident their way. I mean, I kind of like the idea that they had a plan that made yeah. some sense, but then they do because they have to sabotage a science experiment so that she could so that Velma could be number one and not number two or whatever. But then they accidentally hit a button which opens a secret corridor which lets them into this the, the, the secret tunnels of the school. And then they're chased by that Dementor SCP. Yeah. In the strangest worst, possibly worst ever Scooby-Doo chasing I've ever seen in my life. It's really bad. It's so bad. It's an attempt but they should not have attempted it. No, it's not great. They're trying to do the in order to faci- facilitate the Scooby-Doo doors thing. I just realized they, that this whole time I'm looking at this picture on Discord of the robot from Superbook holding up. I'd rather have Jesus. <laughs> I've been, it's been in my face in the this, future, boys. This, this has been in my face the entire conversation. <laughs> I'd rather have Jesus. Go on, so, Jesse. To facilitate the typical Scooby-Doo chase stuff, what they do instead is they just mirror the camera. So so that they have the both images of the characters on both sides of the of the of the frame. Yeah. And then they do a lot of what is it, like slide wipes? I don't know what the fuck it is in the, the the camera technique or the editing technique where they're just cutting to the same scene over and over and over of them running back and forth over and over and over. Yeah. It doesn't really evolve. It doesn't do anything. It's you can tell what they're trying to do and you can tell it's bad. Oh, and, and so what's chasing them is the the reaper the guy dementor. that's been yeah the dementor that's been in the background um and eventually they stumble upon the uh the, the test, central control uh, room yeah where there one of the students has been is in a fucking test tube in a giant like, the mewtwo containment unit in the beginning of the pokemon movie is what they're in we we attempted to build the perfect high schooler we succeeded <laughs> And and now and now, Velma's looking at the thing, and there and she looks at a computer next to it, 
which is, oh, this is the code that steals their, their, their thoughts. It steals their ideas. And you look at the code, you get a clear look at it, and it is literally just five if-else statements in a row and a single for loop. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm, like, fucking donezo at this point. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Yeah, what is all, what is all software if not a series of if-else loops? Fuck it. Fuck it, man. So Velma starts typing like it's hacker typer. Just whatever. Who cares? So the Dementor walks into the scene and I think just fucking trips. How did they do we even catch him? He just trips <sighs> in the scene or something. And it turns I, out. It yeah, turns I, out. I have no memory of how this happens. So let's, let's say he trips on his own giant cock. I don't know. For the second time. This dude's packing. Heat. You know, he is this for the second time. They do the same reveal. What is this fucking fairy tale? They do. It's fucking. Wow. Uh, it's fuck. It's fucking. Daphne's dad again who's just been hanging around because he couldn't old habits die hard and when you're as fucking uh, Lolita about your own daughter as he is you do not let that shit go he claims like I just want to make sure nothing bad happened to you but he doesn't affect anything that happens to her for for any of that stretch of the movie where he was walking around he was showing restraints okay yeah wow by haunting a school he says these are just my by by being a 40-year-old man in a high school with he a cloak on in the shadows. It was just his bathrobe. It was just his bathrobe. Oh, that's better. That's right. You know what? You're right. If a 40-year-old <laughs> showed up to a high school wearing nothing but a bathrobe covering his face, I think I think everyone would understand. You're right. Um, so they find out that... Um, oh, no. It was Bloom who kidnapped these kids. How could Tobias we have Brian possibly David known? Gilbert Bloom. And so they go, well, I guess we have one choice. We have to break into Bloom headquarters, which is a block down the street, I guess. Hey, Dad, you stay here and be our guy in the chair. In because the villain's secret lair, who we just assume is never going to show back up here. Because the villain's secret lair has cameras in his own building? Uh, eh? Eh? I don't fucking know, man. The entire time... So they do this break-in montage, and the entire time they're doing it, Daphne's dad keeps having dumb comments about what they're doing as they're doing it. Yeah, and that's like, pretty fun, actually. <laughs> she Velma does her smear in the goo on the on, on glass thing, and it perfectly cuts a exact hole in the, gla- in the glass. And and the dad just going like, oh, what are you doing there? You putting a little box on the on the wait. That's a structure property. You can't do that. You can't do that. That I didn't raise my little girl. Oh, it's a perfect circle. That's kind of (laughs) neat. He does say that. That, That's all right. That's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So they fly a drone in there, and it just taps the guard (laughs) on the head. It taps him on the head lightly, causing him to go unconscious and murder him. And then he dominoes falls on the open door button. The, the the open door button that is on the center of the security guard's desk, uh, and they uh, and they and they and they go in, and they have to hide, and they have to hide from security, so they put on the clothing that they can change the appearance of with their phone, and apparently there's a PNG button on there because it makes them transparent. Yeah, and, it just goes to the whatever this, they're standing on. It makes everything they're wearing transparent, so their hands and their heads are still visible. Daphne posts up against a painting, and that kind of makes sense. She's against the wall. She's hugging the wall. She's with the painting a little bit. Yeah. Velma lays on the fucking ground. Like like a moron. As a janitor's mopping. The janitor, one mob Timmy over here, is like pushing his mop into her face. 
and he kid just can't even see her. It's like really embarrassingly funny. It's like her it's stealth like stat is so unbelievably high. It's crazy. That's a critical check. There's and no this way. La- this lasts for way longer than it needs to. This whole scene. I'm gonna roll for stealth into... by screaming in the goblin's face. What? Okay. Well, well, then mean... they get into the elevator of horrors. Yes. So this is this is this is another I know what they're going for bit for Scooby Doo, right? But it does not work. Oh my god, it does not work. So they what's go. That, what's that subreddit? Uh, it's a uh, good idea but terrible execution or something like that. A uh, uh, great ex- awful taste but great execution. That's the one. That's what this scene yeah. is. They're trying to do the the scene is pitch black and so you see the character's eyes, right? Yes. That's a little hard to do in live action because human eyeballs do not glow. So their solution is creepy fucking clip art eyes? No, they're, they're no, it's not even that. It's their real eyes, but it's Ugh. like, oh, if we keep them that size, if we keep them like as as small as they are on the screen, they're just going to look like dots. You're not even going to be able to tell the their eyes. So we'll make them really huge. So like really in your face eyes with no face attached to it. And and also as the they Fuck, this is some Kingdom Hearts shit, dude. They, the, the, you can't, the, you can't the, assign that. The, the this, elevator man. security system has a security, kiss, security system that attacks your innermost insecurities. And so more eyes pop around them <laughs> as they whisper self-doubt to themselves. What and, the shit, dude? And I guess the implication is if you do not conquer your self-doubts, the elevator ride will never end. It looks like Thousand Eyes restrict in here, bro. Jeez. <laughs> And it's fu- it's insane. So they just have to, to like conquer their. It's like, well, we don't have time for a character arc, so put them in an elevator real quick and and let them resolve their own issues. And Velma takes way longer to resolve her issues, and a yeah. lot of them are very self centered. Yeah. So they get out of the elevator, and then they go to um they they meet face to face with Tobias Bloom, who has oh yeah they kidnapped Daphne's mom. <laughs> Because they've been using the Snapchat technology she's been making to make fake posts by the, the students he's brain-sucked for cover that they haven't been brain-sucked, basically. So um, so we just see Daphne's mom in a chair with a clockwork orange helmet on her, sucking her brain juices out. And then Tobias is like, ah, my evil plans are coming to evil fruition and you, you two stupid girls can't stop me or some bullshit like that. Yeah. And um, they 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 dialogue they dialogue back and forth until Tobias gets bored and says, "Well, now you must fight my spider drones." <laughs> he pulls out spider robots with lasers, hard light <laughs> webs. They oh are hard light webs. They're we don't see how like- they work because they don't ever work. But my assumption is if they get if you get caught in it. It's like a web. It's it's like because it, I I don't know why. Why would you do that? If you could make lasers, why don't they be lasers that hurt you? I don't know. Anyway, that's not the theme. That's not the theme of the spiders. Anyway, it'd be stupid. Daphne, uh, Velma goes to pulls save an anime. Yeah, and Velma pulls an anime thing. He's like, "You go on ahead. I'll fight these robots. Leave them to me." Yeah. And and Velma has this scene where the director told her, "Hey, start doing some fighty shit." And we'll animate around it. And she does, and they try. Oh my god. There's this thing where she like shiatsu's the air across and is chopping the the laser to bits. It is so bad the way she's interacting with these lasers. She's just punching lasers out of the air. I shit you not. It's the worst <laughs> thing ever. 
And then she's, she's just, just kicking spider robots. She's doing tetsus. And like, it, and they have this weird, like Mary J. Blige fisheye lens in some scenes to show that it's the, from the spider's perspective of Velma beating the shit out of them. And she beats them all really easy. Like Velma is You'll at no be point your ever spider robot getting beat the shit out of by Velma. <laughs> it should have been me. Oh my God. Um, so so she beats all the spider robots. Daphne saves her mom, and then Daphne, in like a fit of rage, throws some shit at Tobias. But he's a hologram. There's no security in this place. There's, no, that's, that's something that's weird. They had one doorman, and this guy who's been kidnapping children has no security at this place. So he was just willing to be in his office at night. Why was he even there? We don't well, know. Why well, were no. they there? Well, no, we still well, he don't has know to be- why. He has to be there because he's sucking up Daphne's mom's brain juices, right? And then he's oh, a hologram. But wait, why was he sucking up Daphne's mom's brain juices? Why did he take her there? Why? What's with the equipment in the in the school then? If that's not where he sucks the brains? Well, it seems like it's a transportation thing. That's stupid. I don't know what to tell you. It's Listen, a tube. I, they I, as opposed to the rest up. of this movie? They got shot up in a tube. That tube connects from the top of their building to Tobias headquarters. Whatever. I like, he to, made think, the I like to think Whatever it launches them the like a Super Mario 64 cannon. That's great. I'm picturing Futurama tube. That, okay. But I think that would be noticeable, wouldn't it? Right. But he made the school. That's the thing. This doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense why he's kidnapping people there, but is also using them as... This is where the line is drawn. <laughs> and so, 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 so as if that so made too man. much sense... The, he's a hologram. Just, yes, he's a hologram. They throw it's the fucking Wee Bear Bears episode with the with the battle bots. Um, and <laughs> and this they, is where Daphne goes. I knew it. I no. I kn- shut the fuck up. You did not know it. <laughs> Daphne goes. I knew he looked familiar. He looks like the 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 spokesman for this Japanese soda that I drink. For ramune soda. Ramune soda, if you're a weeb, you know what ramune soda is. It's been in the background this entire movie for some reason. This was sponsored by ramune or some shit. It's like Fillmore where all the clues are in the background. Oh, so, God. So, so Daphne goes, he was a fake all along, and then they walk down a hallway like three feet away, and they find Carol that girl from earlier in a tube going like, uh, oh guys, geez, he kidnapped me too. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> and then, and then, and then they just go like, Hey, that's a bit sus sis, ain't it? And then she immediately crumbles yeah, and she, reveals she, Carol, the high schooler, as, as we are to believe at this point reveals, I've been a super genius since I was 12 years old knew that no one would accept my genius as a 12 year old girl so I invented a billionaire to front my ideas for who I would actually be the brains and and you know personality of after this sick Japanese soda that I drank so and then because the pressure of coming up with new ideas is too much for me a now 26 year old girl she is 26. I and must they, kidnap students of this school that I made up and invented for the purpose of kidnapping students, stealing their ideas, and taking them as my own. Like I'm fucking, like I'm fucking a, uh, 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 
Fuck, who's the dude who screwed over Tesla? Why am I this stupid? Oh, um, um, fuck. Uh, Edison. Edison. Thomas Edison. Holy shit. She's Thomas Edison. I thought Edison I, my brain kids. immediately went to Rohan. Kishibe Rohan. You loser. <laughs> you couldn't remember Edison, Reddit boy. <laughs> I got to Tesla. Yeah, that is true. That's, that, getting to Tesla before Edison is a very Reddit thing. I'll, I, I take that insult to heart. Yeah, so she's 26 and has been posing as a high schooler at her own school. And that's why she invented the ranking systems at the school. And that's why she didn't know the band that was on the button that Daphne had was because she I was thought, old. I was so Because she was ancient. Because she's an old cave woman, 26-year-old. I was so certain that, the, that Daphne was going to bring this up. She's like, oh, yeah, you didn't know the band on this on this thing. Everyone knows the band. And I was certain that Velma was going to be like, I've never heard of them in my life. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. But because no, this is a key piece of like evidence that they bring up. And, and Carol goes, I would have gotten away with it if it weren't for meddling kids. And she still Everyone could. Claps. She is a rich, powerful tech woman. If if the cops were to show up, she could put up the hologram. And then what would they, they would have to like? It would be the billionaire's word against these students. Why is this a capture scenario? They have nothing. Bro, she's even white. She's even white. So what the fuck? So why? So then we just cut to the next scene. Wow, I'm glad we defeated her. No, you, what? How? And, there was no trap. And, then, and and let's let's take this to its logical conclusion. What they did was they ousted Bloom Corp or whatever the fuck it was as this front for this adolescent, well, once adolescent, now adult girl. They they, they exposed that Bloom Industries can't exist anymore. There, there's no head. There's no figurehead. No Which head? means the school can't exist anymore. Yeah. But, and where, also... Where the fuck do we go from here? How did they get the zombie kids back? They, we they don't un, know. They unjuiced them. Yeah, but we don't know how. They don't explain that. They probably hit... They probably hit the... They, they said it to Wumbo, Morgan. They probably said it to Wumbo. Obviously. Have I talked to you about how much I love Classic Patrick? Because it's not that he's it's not that he's stupid. It's that he's, he's an, confident. He's, he's a confident liar. He's just a liar. <laughs> he just it doesn't know things, and he's a and he's just compul he's a compulsive liar who, when he doesn't know something, will just say something really confidently, not caring that it's gonna screw over SpongeBob. You mean she puts on airs? That's just fancy talk, SpongeBob. <laughs> Pinky out. So, I, I made a joke earlier about this movie expecting itself to get a sequel. But the final scene of this movie is Daphne and Velma are sitting down in Daphne in, in Velma's room doing whatever. And then they get a zip file from an unknown email or whatever. And then open it because Velma's literally the stupidest fucking version of herself she's ever been. Just raw opens it. And then, <laughs> and we see everything on her monitor's close. And then a shadowy, the anonymous ghost? guy, in like an anonymous video, just a dude glitches and like hits the screen. I, I don't, I don't think verbally, I can explain what happens, but it's what it's meant to be is, and I'm not even fucking joking. What it's meant to be is Velma's computer is now haunted by something. <laughs> By a ghost? By a specter? A phantom? Oh, God. And then and then Daphne and Velma look at each other and smile and then credits roll. I would like to um, point out, uh, last week we talked a lot of shit on the Velma HBO Max thing, right? 
Um, and I think I don't want this movie to, to to the message to be you can't make a Daphne Velma movie. I don't. I think the the, the problem with Velma is that you're you're like leaning too hard into it being Scooby Doo without going just making a Scooby Doo thing. Hmm. I think a show just starring Velma could work. I do think that. I we think talked about this when it was first announced. I don't remember if yeah. we recorded a podcast about it, but we talked about this, and I remember being, and I'm saying, I'm interested. I think this could be something good. I think Velma is a character who you could do stuff with. If yeah. anything, if you're going to make a solo series of any single character from the Mystery Inc. team, Velma is the most competent. Yes. Um, I think a Daphne Velma, like, lesbian vibes buddy cop thing would be amazing. I think that this concept had a lot of potential. I really do. And I think it could still be made. Uh, like, you could do Shaggy Scooby Soul. Fred's gotta be an ensemble. I don't think Fred could hold his own. Uh, but It would have to be very specific. It would. It, it could, I don't think it could be done. Um, but, so, there, so this left me wanting a better version of this, to be honest. And you'll never get it, tragically. Uh, ne- no. Never. It... This movie, so we watched Scooby-Doo meets the Boo Brothers, and that was a riot. That was good. Good movie, I don't know if I would say, but fun. No, no. Then we watched Return to Zombie Island, and that movie is fantastic. Yes. And it's fun, and it's good. It's just good. It was fun to watch. It was a good episode. This movie is bad. This movie is bad. It's not even funny bad. It's mostly just bad. I There's thought some it funny was funny bad. It. I thought it was funny bad. I oh, love yeah, Morgan, Morgan I loved came at me earlier it. and said, I love this movie. And I'm just like, you need to be committed. I loved watching this movie. You're I think it's a ter- it's a ter- I, I kind of love this movie. It's a terrible, 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 terrible movie. But I love the movie. I love watching it. I just want the audience I to keep in mind. being a part of it. I just want the audience to keep this in mind. Put this on your score or your tally boards. Of things Morgan unironically enjoyed in some way, shape, or form. And, it's and then the next time he calls me out for having shit taste, look at consult the chart. I'm unique. I'm not like other girls, Jesse. You can't just call yourself autistic like that, Morgan. I can. I guess you can. told me I could. God, fuck you. You're working with us. You're playing life with a full deck here. I'm Jewish. I'm autistic. And honey, I'm ready to party. What is a bit? Um, I'm gay. I have AIDS, and I am new in town. <laughs> I um, I want a shirt that says like I'm Jewish, autistic, and horny. You're a what, fucking graphic designer. What are we gonna do about it? You're a fucking well, graphic yeah, designer, help man. Me, <laughs> help me with one of those things. <laughs> help you my can Judaism. Fix one of these. Things. <laughs> you can fix my being Jewish. You can convert, convert me. me. <laughs> Take the vaccines out of me, and I'll not be autistic. Uh, man. Jesse. I'm tired. Where can they find me to? It's fucking I'm funny. tired, boss. <laughs> I'm really <laughs> tired. But Jesse, it's time to do another episode. Ugh. I'm so tired. I'm tired, boss. I don't... I don't want to see no more cartoons anymore. Where can they find us? If you liked this episode, you can find us on Twitter at SMCP underscore show, or you can follow us individually at Sidebar Comics or at JPRUNO. You can listen to other episodes of this Vier podcast that you're listening to right now on anywhere you listen to podcasts normally. 
You can also check out our pet show, On Air Buds. Please remember to like, comment, share, give us five stars, if, you, if you'd be so kind. And, uh, please, please, I don't know who you have to send messages to. I don't know if you have to send them to Warner Brothers or Ashley Tisdale or whatever. Please, God, tell them. Make a sequel. Oh, no. <laughs> uh. Oh, do we have to tease next week? What, do we even know what next week is? Yeah. No, we don't. It's a Halloween movie. We know <laughs> Halloween that. Movie. It's a Halloween movie. We know that movie. for sure. Yes. Cool. And remember, kids, next time you find a quarter on the ground, your dad might not be far off behind you. That's Ain't that terrifying. <laughs> Especially that, for the, you, Jesse. I know that for me, that's a, that's a literal. <laughs> that's an SCP. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good night. Bye. <laughs>